Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a, a good little day. Glad that one kicked across the finish line. Um, yeah, I was thinking, I heard a podcast. Um, I've, I've, I'm onto a new podcast now that I like. It's it's the Sales Management Simplified Podcast with Mike Weinberg. I'll send it to you if you want. But uh, yeah, screenshot. it's really good. He's he's somebody that that um, what's his name? The guy that spoke to us. Um, Jeb. Yeah, Jeb recommends, and they all you know, he's been on his podcast, and they're good buddies and stuff. And so I started listening mm-hmm. to it. But his point last or yesterday was that when we're prospecting, he's like, every salesman needs a finite list of prospects. You know, it's not this ever ending, you know, never ending list of a database or, um, you know, and I've just been working hard with Roger on our end to, to get that. And I've narrowed it down to like 100 people, my dream 100. And I, and I just thought I would, um, you know, maybe we share each other's list or something to try to see what we're, you know, I'm happy to share your mind. And, but I just thought I would bring this com- this topic up because, you know, this idea, uh, you know, just driving to Blythewood, I get distracted by five buildings that I want to call on, you know, and it's so easy to, for yeah. me to get distracted and start chasing rabbits when I've got these over here that I feel like I really need to focus on. So I just wanted to open the topic up about, the the list because I think the list is crucial. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I don't know if you guys worked with like Charles at all, but like right when I first started, Charles gave me this Excel spreadsheet document that had like name of the company, dials, contacts. He had like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you'd put like hash marks in there like as to when you called them and it's only about 20 20 ish yeah i keep mine like 20 but like every pretty much every like sunday afternoon i'll sit down for like 30 minutes or an hour and i'll come up with 20 names for for the week that i'm going to call them and anytime i have like you know 30 minutes or an hour of downtime, I whoop out, I whoop out that list and I just call right off the list. But like that list has, it's got contact information, phone numbers. Um, it's a really good list. And I, I've found for me, it works for me because before, like what you were saying, Matt, like I would, I would try to call off of like my database of like prospects I've put together since like day one. And it's like, it's like 300 plus, you know, businesses and it just wasn't working because I would like lose track of where I was on the list. And, you know, this list, it's like, it's, it's only, it's not long. It's like 20 minutes and I can rip through it in like 30, 40 minutes. If I'm like got an efficient call block working. And I found for me that like, to your point, that works great for me when I have 20 people to call, those are my 20 and, and that's my focus. But like when my focus is too big, it just doesn't work for me. And I've, I've been pretty good about like averaging, you know, on the low end, like four, but typically like five concept meetings a week doing that method. And I've only been doing it now like three weeks because 
this was a this was a conversation I had with Kent probably like three weeks ago, and I'm like, dude, I need to strategize better because I don't know how to like like this job is like eighty percent prospecting, and I don't feel like I'm good at it, or I don't have like a good efficient method. So we went back to the drawing board, back to the basics, and it was something like Charles sent to me like in my first week on this job. So I, I don't know if you guys know like what I'm talking about, what Char- what Charles sent me, but if you'd share it, that'd it, be, uh, it definitely has worked for me. If you'd share it, that'd be great. I, I don't know that I know what you're talking about. I've, I've got the, you know, that little thing I sent you a screenshot of with the dials, co- you know, connections and then appointments. I've got that. Yeah. But that is that that's obviously different from what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be happy to share it. I'm um, about to pull into the office right now, so I'll send that right over to you guys. But, and basically, it's just a list of like 20 names, and you just fill out, you know, name, contact. Um, we might have lost you there, Matt. Thursday, Friday. You just put like a hash mark what day you called them. So it's it's pretty helpful. I'll send it over. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, that would be great. And I go ahead, Gus. What you got? Um. Yeah, I guess my my end goal through the week is similar to yours Matt Lessevin and I guess yours Matt Warren as well I guess the way I go about it is a little bit differently um it's something that's been working for me um it's a little it's a little old school but you know it's produced probably four five six new concept meetings a week as well um and I'm it's easy for me uh so I you know I basically just have a living, breathing um, Word document where I'm keeping new prospects and old prospects that I'm calling on and in-depth notes. Um, And then I sort of color code them red, yellow, green, uh, depending on where they are in the prospecting process. So red for me is currently dead or, you know, a revisit maybe a few months down the road and I will reference when I last called them in these notes. A yellow is a good prospect that I either had a good conversation with. It just wasn't a good time right now. Um, but maybe call them in a few weeks and try something different or I have really good contact information for. So a yellow is just a really good lead and green is someone that I've set a concept meeting with. Um, and then once that concept meeting is set, I, I, transfer them over to a spreadsheet to work uh, through the sales process um, in that spreadsheet with next steps and contact, good contact information, um, you know, again, more in-depth notes on the concept meeting, assessment, verification meeting, etc. But when I'm prospecting, each of these sheets um, is basically a each of these sheets in this document is basically a different day and its own region. So when I'm prospecting, I'm kind of keeping all of these leads and prospects in the same geographic area. Um, so that when I'm setting these meetings, I'm kind of bunching them together for one day or a set of days, which has been helpful. Again, it's not, I, I wouldn't, uh, I don't think I'm breaking any news saying that it's the most elegant way 
to prospect, but it's something that's been working for me since I started here. Um, and I'll probably at some point um, sort of amend the, this process. But for now, you know, that's that's what I've been doing. Um, and I can just kind of scroll through and hit, you know, six, seven, eight yellow leads every day. Um, and then some that have no designation, you know, are ones that I need to explore further and, and call and call on them. So um, and either make them red or yellow. You're keeping this in Excel? No, this is in Word. And then I move them over to Excel once I once I set the meeting. So they're in Word and you're just highlighting them? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Maybe one day soon you could screen share and and uh, show me that. I'd love to see what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can definitely do that tomorrow, actually, if, if we want to. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. Not tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to be on the call tomorrow. Thursday. Okay. If we want to take five minutes, I can screen share. I'll, I'll be in the office and I can uh, show you this. But, um, yeah, it's pretty elementary, I'd say, when you're looking at it. But for me... You know, I'm trying to hit 30 minutes to 45 minutes of calling every day. Um, and I know just visually which ones I'm going right for that day, like the 10 or 12 really good leads. Right. Um, again, based on past conversations or I've just found, you know, immaculate contact information right. um, and really need to call them. So that's sort of how I've been prospecting. Yeah, I like that. Um, so then you move it over to an Excel spreadsheet. Yep. Move it over to an Excel spreadsheet the minute that an appointment is set. Um, and then it has name, company, title, next steps, and notes. And then I also have color-coordinated this spreadsheet. White is still a prospect. Blue is long-term or long-term drip. Orange is 90 days out. Yellow is 60 days out. Green is 30 days out. And pink is one. And gray is dead. Um, so I've just been nurturing all of my leads through the whole sales process on this one sheet once the appointment is set. So I kind of have a prospecting sh- list and then an opportunity sheet. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, um, this whole Excel spreadsheet thing has really worked for me. And I, I really like the, you know, the note section of it. That's like the most important part because as I find stuff on Zoom Info, I'll just dump it into this Excel spreadsheet um, and store those notes with even with phone numbers and email addresses and, you know, phone numbers that I've found that don't work. I'll make a note that, you know, that this phone number is dead, but, and I always like to print it off on this, this uh, 11 by 17 paper, this right here, this is my, this is my active one right now, but, uh, and I just make notes on it as I call. And then at the end of the week or so, you know, once I get lots of notes on here or enough notes that I need to refresh it, I'll just, um, take a minute and update it and then print it back out. But I like to keep it in paper form is, was a point I was going to make too. I, so that I can pick it up. You know, if I'm at a Starbucks or something, I can work on it. Or if I'm in a lobby waiting on a prospect, you know, I can pull it out and it's not like I got to have my laptop out. I'm all about printing that thing out, but it's good to know we have different tools and are, are using different things. I just, I thought it'd be beneficial to share. Um, and I think you guys have seen my, yeah, that is. my spreadsheet, but everybody's got yeah, a, a, a different tool. And just, um, yeah, all these are great. And I, I think there are, everyone has sort of a different way to do it. 
and we all, you know, this is not our first sales gig. So you learn, have learned things along the way, you know, from, from different jobs and what's worked for you in the past, what hasn't worked. Um, so I think really every salesperson probably does a little bit different, but the end goal is always obviously the same. Um, but for me, what I'm working on with prospecting in general is really trying to get to the right person. You know, you can set a lot of meetings with maintenance folks. And sometimes, again, we've, we've said it many times, maybe that sometimes is the right person. Um, but I am now challenging myself to, to get to that C-suite um, and set meetings at, at that level if possible. Um, so that's, that's what I'm working on and, what, and sort of what Larry has challenged me to do moving forward is really try and get there. Um, and then if we can meet with that maintenance person, maybe at the verification meeting or during the assessment, that's great. But trying to start at the top. Which is not, yeah, sometimes that's, you, uh, that's yeah. what Ken's pushed me to do as well. You know, you yeah. get meetings with these maintenance guys all day. Right. No, I agree. Yep. Yeah. You know, the... Uh, I don't know about you, but like the hiccup that I've run into with <clears throat> with getting into places is a lot of places like, you know, these higher up people, they won't even talk to, you know, anybody from the outside unless it's gone up through like their chain of command, if you will. And a lot, a lot of times these conversations do start with like the maintenance level. Yep. So it's, it's, it's been a real challenge, challenge for me, but like the, the thing that I'm trying to do like in those instances when that does happen, I'm trying to like tee it up and, and get them really to be an advocate for us and just mm-hmm. set, set the expectation that, Hey, w- once we do get through this meeting, once we get through the assessment, once we get to the verification meeting, I need your help to get the right people involved in the meeting so we can make this make sense. Yep. And, even that sometimes doesn't work. In fact, most of the time it doesn't work. But you know, the the important thing is is you're trying to you're trying to keep it to a business level conversation. You're trying to get them to understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, dude, I want you to know, man, it's not just a struggle that you're having. Every one of us that does this job has the struggle of talking to the right people. Yeah, you know, being at the wrong at the wrong level. The, the, the what happens when you do that, though, is, you know, when you are at the wrong level, you need to get their buy-in and you need to get them involved in, like, what you're trying to do, which, yep. you know. They can't say I, yes. They can say no. You know, I'm not an expert at it, but, like, I'm still learning, too, you know, but the, this is just, like, my two cents that Kent's given me. Yep. Yeah, the deal can be dead before it's even begun sometimes. That's right. But, um, yeah, and again, you know, with some of these bigger places, those folks do have more sway for sure. Uh, but it, it yeah. still makes it difficult to get that other person in the room for the verification meeting um, and, and get buy-in from them. You almost, you're slowing down the process a little bit, right? Um, it's not as elegant and concrete uh, when you're starting from the bottom and up. And you get a lot of good information from those people. That's where the real pain, I think, is derived. Um, and you're, that's the person that you can ultimately really help You know, from a you know out uh, outsourcing standpoint or alleviating some of their in-house staff's workload and all that good stuff um but ultimately you know they they really just can't say yes a lot of the time so that's what i'm working on i'm trying to i'm trying to mix in different titles and and get to some different folks to have different conversations because like les has said you you can set five meetings every week 
but it only maybe one may be you know qualified right now and yeah. not the right person yeah I, so what we're hearing or what I'm hearing is a you know exactly the right thing I, this guy on the podcast just to circle back around to that he was like sometimes when I ask um, salespeople where's your list of people you're calling on they can't they cannot produce a list or if they do produce produce a list it's like a you know print out out of Salesforce or something crazy you know it's like this massive list and it sounds like all three of us have a tangible you know workable list that we're working on um, so I think we're on the right right track and the other thing I was going to make a point in saying is that as much as I try like the the harder I try to stay in our sweet spot the easier it is to make make conversations and make concept meetings meaning like the the more that I stay focused on um schools churches hospitality manufacturing and um whatever the other one was you know like industrial the more that I can focus on those, which are our our office's target, the easier it is to get conversations. It's it's much harder, surprisingly, for me to get conversations with, you know, random doctor's offices, dentist's offices, uh, strip malls. <laughs> you know, they don't really have the pain and the need and the lost productivity when this stuff goes down. Um, so I just wanted to share that because sometimes I, I was frustrated in the very beginning when I was trying to call on people and, and then I, I might get an appointment with them, but it didn't go very well because it's really not critical. And so the more that I can focus on the people that are, it's absolutely critical or extremely important that the sanctuary not go without air conditioning or, you know, the manufacturing production line not go without the chiller, um, or the I called on um, Claflin University yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, you got any uh, critical zones?" And he's like, "Yeah, the dorms." <laughs> I, I never thought about that, you know. But they, That's funny. they've got a big chiller that he's like, "Those dorms cannot go down." So as much as we, you know, it's a lot easier to get appointments. I think with these people that it's critical because they want to know what you've got if it's something new or something that could help them. Yeah, we definitely have a type. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Well, it like makes it makes of... everything better. It makes the yes. the numbers work better. It makes the verification meeting work better. These people that don't have where it's not critical, it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, let me think about it. <laughs> you know, right? And there's like you know maybe a mom and pop shop, like a store, retail store. Um, and if they if one of their units goes down, you know, shoppers might be a little uncomfortable, maybe right. for the 15 minutes they're in the store. Right. But, you know, <clears throat> it's not, it's not imperative that they have a preventive maintenance program, frankly. Yeah. So and I agree. It's much, it's much nicer for us when we're going into a place where it is part of their, you know, daily environment and process. And it's critical. Yep. 
Which has a lot of places. Like when I'm when I'm building my prospect list too, that's just like a question I always keep top of mind. Like, is this important? When I'm writing these names down, like, how does HVAC affect their business? What role does it play? How critical is it? And that's really helped me get some pretty good meetings in the pipe and, and get some stuff going. You know, like I, I was on a concept meeting yesterday, and hey, fellas, I gotta go. Yep. Good, okay. good talk today. Um, I won't be on tomorrow, but Thursday I can share some of my prospecting stuff if we want to. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but y'all, y'all kill today. Have a good day. All right, man. Good luck. See out you guys. There, right? Yep. See you, Matt. See you. Bye. Strong. All right. See you, bro. <laughs> no, but I, to what I was saying, I, I was just, I think it's important too, like you know, because we can get concept meetings all day, but. You know, I, I was on one yesterday, actually, and I, I quickly disqualified it. And I was going to tell Gus, because I, I think you're probably a little bit better at it at, at this point than both of us. But, you know, you, your biggest asset in this job is your time, right? And, you know, when you're when you're taking meetings where you know HVAC isn't critical to their business, when it's not a big area, when it's just not a good prospect, you know, to begin with, you run the risk of like wasting your time. And it's, it's, it's time you could be spent with better prospects time. You could, you could spend with people that actually have a need for what we're doing. And I, I was on this concept yesterday and, you know, it, it was like a 500,000 square foot warehouse, <laughs> warehouse, but, um, you know, I got in there. I'm like, well, how how much, how many square feet of this warehouse you guys actually condition? He's like, at the most, thirteen thousand. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And he said, you know, ninety nine percent of the time we're just air conditioning the offices, which is about twenty four hundred square feet. I'm like, all right, well, when are you, you know, conditioning thirteen thousand square feet? He was like, very rare in the summer. We only do it because. Uh, if it's really hot outside, I'm like, okay, well, why do you do it? He was like, um, you know, it's typically, you know, one or two days out of the year where it's like high humidity, high heat, but we don't have anything in, in the warehouse that we're store, storing that needs to be temperature controlled. So, you know, naturally hearing that, I just basically said, okay, um, and then found my way out of the meeting. Yeah. Um, but that those are the things you, you can't you can't be scared to disqualify these people because at the end of the day that's it's your time yeah that's the that best you could thing. be spending making money or you know getting in front of better people you did the right thing there for sure i've I had i've had one similar and i went through the whole process and they were just getting a quote <laughs> um and the corporate you know went with somebody else because i know they were less expensive but it wasn't critical i've got one right now that i thought was going to close for a march 1st start date it's a catering company in town and you know here again it's just really not critical <laughs> um, yeah I, I made a big deal about the people in the kitchen have been complaining because it's been hot and the guy looked at me the owner of the, of the company looked at me and like he said you ever heard the saying if you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen <laughs> I was like <laughs> uh, okay he's you know he's serious about that it, he, he was he was not really joking but uh, so, and, and they have like an event space where, yeah, it'd be nice for the customers and the, the people that visit the event space to not have a moment of being hot or cold, but 
Yeah. When one goes down, the other ones overcompensate. So it's not yeah. really critical, you know. Mm-hmm. It's basically 11 split systems. Um, and he already said he didn't want the G, so now he's looking at the C2, which is like $8,000, which still would be nice, yeah. and I still want to sell it, but, you know, it's how, how do I follow up with that? Like, there's no way to build urgency that I've, I mean, we've been talking about this since like August. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 I'm, he said he was going to call me back today, uh, yesterday, and he didn't. So I'm, I'm wondering if what ways this morning that I'm going to reach out or text or email and come up with something. Like I thought about, hey, if we have a March 1st start date, we could do the uh, startup introductions meeting on Wednesday. I'd like to get on the operations calendar if it's something you're still interested in. You know, trying to come up with something to reach out that's not like, hey, where do we stand on the contract? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have used that before and it's worked, you know, like I need to get on the operations cal- calendar for a March 1st startup meeting, but, 